Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Tuesday, July the 11th, and welcome to our commentary. Well, if you've been following uh, the politics of Texas, particularly the state legislative session, you know, we meet, our legislature meets every two years, and we have a session where they, you know, back, go back and forth, and they pass new laws. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And this particular one was awfully ambitious because Governor Abbott made a campaign promise about cutting property taxes or basically using uh, the big surplus generated by the Texas economy, something like $30 billion, uh, to address property taxes and to just give some money back to people. And this was a big campaign promise. And one of the reasons, not the only one, but certainly one of the reasons uh, that he was elected uh, in good numbers back in, in 20, uh, 2022. Well, it took a while for the House and the Senate to argue about this. It, it, it's, it took a little bit longer than I, I thought it was going to take, but they finally settled into an agreement where if you own property in Texas, if you're a residential property owner, for example, uh, you're going to have a very sweet deal. And if you're a business owner, you own business properties or real estate, um, you're going to have a sweet deal. Now, we're going to get into all the details of it and, you know, the good and the bad, and mo- most of it is good. Uh, we're going to get into that the next time we do our Texas review uh, with our friend uh, George Rodriguez. We're going to get into a lot of it, but I think overall, overall, you got to like it. If you're a property tax owner, I mean, if you're a property owner uh, in Texas, residential or business, uh, commercial, real estate or whatever, I think you're going to like it because uh, you're going to get some money back. If not directly, your exemption is going to be much bigger and uh, your taxes are going to be cut. So big news, big news out of the out of the state legislature. And we congratulate the governor, uh, the lieutenant governor and the speaker of the House for cutting this deal. And I'm pretty sure it's going to go through in flying colors next week. It'll pass. uh the legislature, go to the governor's desk, he's going to sign it. And then uh, I think actually after that, it has to go to a special uh, election because of some constitutional issues. It has to go to a special election uh, where the public will vote yes or no on this. But I'm sure that uh, it'll pass that too. But I think overall, this is good news for Texas. This is good news for property owners in Texas. Uh, This is good news for people who pay taxes uh, in Texas, and I, I think it's also going to make Texas even more attractive as a place to live for those who may want to move here. You know, over the last few years, we've had a lot of people move to Texas, and one of the attractions of Texas, of course, is taxes and quality of life and the cost of living and the fact that you can get a house in, in Texas much cheaper than you can in, in other places. A lot of that has to do with the fact that we have a lot of room in Texas. So, you know, you can build uh, communities way out there at a cheaper rate than you could in other in other states. But uh, this is good news for Texas property tax uh, payers or property, I should say, property owners who, who pay uh, property tax. I think overall, this is good news. Now, the next thing they have to do, and I'm sure they will, they got to do something about school choice. That was another one of the governor's uh, 
uh, promises. And uh, if you can get property tax reform and you can get school choice this year, I think this will turn out to be one of the most productive uh, legislatures that we've had in in quite some time, in quite some time. So I think school choice is the next one coming up in the agenda. So again, congratulations to the governor, uh, to the speaker, and to the lieutenant governor for putting together this deal. And now let's make it happen. And I'm pretty sure that it will. But as I said before, one of the biggest beneficiaries of this deal is going to be the Texas economy, because you're going to see more and more people moving here to take advantage of these uh, property tax, uh, you know, property tax rates that are just very attractive compared to what they are in many other, many other parts of the country. Well, let's talk a little bit. I had a post uh, today over at the American Thinker talking about this situation in the Netherlands, you know, where this man who uh, was made into Miss Netherlands, which is, again, a totally ridiculous idea that a man would be, would be selected for, as the representative of the country in a beauty pageant for young women. I mean, it's just crazy. The whole thing is crazy. You know, my my late father uh, always said that when people lose their common sense, uh, they lose control of themselves because common sense is the one quality that keeps you grounded. I mean, if you don't have any common sense, then you're going to do a lot of stupid things. And I'm afraid that many, in many ways we're losing our common sense in so many directions, and this thing uh, about a man being nominated as Miss Netherlands is another another example of that. But another example of not having a lot of common sense is you, you've all heard about this uh, lady who plays for the women's soccer team, Megan Rapinoe. She's, I think, the captain of the team, very talented player. I mean, one of the best uh, female soccer players in the world, and we congratulate her for for that. But she said a couple of days ago that she had no objection to transgender um, women, I guess, uh, men, you know, playing or men who think they're women. I guess that's how you define it. Biological males, I guess, playing in the in women's soccer. She said she had no problem with that because she she thought that these uh, people were women. And that is such a, you know, with all due respect to Megan Rapinoe, again, she knows more about soccer than I do. But with all due respect to her, that that would be totally insane. If you had men playing as women in soccer, you know, in the women's team, that would destroy women's sports, especially a, a game like soccer, uh, a very fast game, a game where your size and your skill plays a tremendous role. And I mean, all you have to do is you watch, a, you know, a match, let's say, between a couple of 18-year-old men's teams and you look at the speed and you look at the power that these young men you know put on on the field and then you watch a professional game like a world cup game and you see the skill you see the strength you see the power of these men now imagine having somebody like that competing in as a woman in the women's team i think it would be devastating for women's sports it would probably kill uh women's soccer as we know it so the good news is that this lady, Martina, I can never remember her last name, but she was a tennis player uh, many years ago. This lady, Martina, whatever her last name is, I, I can never remember it, but she was a very famous tennis player. She came out and said, no, she doesn't support the idea. And my guess 
is that my guess most women are going to reject the idea of having transgender men, is that what they call them, playing as women. I mean, I think that would be a disaster for women's sports. And I'm glad to see that Martina has the common sense to say something like that. Again, it's all about common sense. I mean, if you don't understand the biological differences between men and women and why men and women play different play sports separately, if you don't understand that that common sense, then honestly, you're lacking a lot of common sense. That's all I can say. You're lacking common sense. So thank you for someone like Martina. Uh, again, I cannot remember her last name, the, uh, the tennis player. Thank you for her, for her to come out and say, no, no, this is a very bad idea to let uh, men basically play uh, with women in women uh, sports. Well, we saw a story. We saw a story that came out today, a few hours ago, that there is a state rep in Georgia who is flipping parties. She's an African-American Georgia state rep who's switching parties. Uh, I don't know the lady's name right now, but she is making the news. If you look at uh, any of your favorite websites, she's switching parties and she's doing it over school choice because she feels that the Democrat Party in its opposition to school choice is actually hurting uh, young black men and women, uh, students, in many of these public schools. And I think she's exactly right. And I am so happy that she was willing to stand up and take a position on this issue because I've been saying it for quite some time that school choice is a necessity overall, but in, most importantly, in some of the inner city schools that right now that are underperforming and we're really cheating uh, these young black uh, men and women in schools by not giving them the education that they should have to compete uh, in the world. So congratulations to the Georgia State Rep for switching parties over school choice. And speaking of school choice, the Democrat governor of Pennsylvania ran on the basis that he was going to support school choice. And then when the moment came, he did not do it. He backed down. You know, the unions put a lot of pressure on him, and he said he's not going to do it. That is really a sign of, and just a, an absolute sign of weakness on the part of this uh, of this governor, who I thought could have put himself in a really strong position uh, for 2024 or beyond as a Democrat representing a big state who had the create creativity uh, to go against uh, his party's ideology on on public education. So what a shame! What a shame! I think Shapiro is the governor's name, Governor Shapiro, Pennsylvania. He backed down at the last moment, and he's really cheating uh, the young people in Pennsylvania of that particular point. Well, the baseball all-star game is tonight. I'm not going to get a chance to watch it live because I teach on on Tuesday nights, but uh, I'll catch up with it uh, a little bit later. It's always an exciting moment uh, over the years. I've liked it more one year than others. But overall, it's an exciting moment, particularly for the young players who are there for the first time. I think they always get a kick out of being uh, selected for the first time and taking the field, representing uh, their, their cities and their teams. So congratulations to all of the uh, players on the All-Star team. There are six from the Texas Rangers, and that's pretty exciting, but that's an indication of the kind of season the Rangers have had uh, up to the moment. So enjoy the All-Star game if you're going to watch that. And we'll talk to you later. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas.